really got to try on that left hand side. What happened? <laughs> oh, but I've gone up and over, and Marty had over biscuit. It was a, uh, it was, a, it wasn't enough stability there for myself. But um, no, I was busting for a bit of meat this game. It didn't seem to work out. Hello, cheers, and welcome, welcome to the Scrum of the Earth podcast, the weekly show that brings you news, reviews, great interviews, and so much more all about the world of rugby union, rounding out the latest edition of the uncreatively named week of interviews. I have my most frequently recurring guest, and that, of course, is Phil from the fabulous Jack's Rangers podcast. Phil, I believe this is, in fact, your record-setting sixth appearance on the Scrum of the Earth, so as always, how the heck are you? Pretty good, my brother. How you doing? I got my Storm Along American Hard Cider here. There we go. Pop a top. Let's let's get to it. Love it. <laughs> so, you know, it's always great to catch up with you. Uh, for anyone who doesn't know, Phil and I have been getting together to talk Free Jacks and Major League Rugby for many months now, but we didn't actually get a chance to meet in person until the Free Jacks home open, opener at, uh, at Fort Quincy last month. Mm-hmm. Have you been enjoying our first full, uh, full season in our true home? Oh, it's been amazing, man. It, it, the, the stadium is awesome. It is. There in Quincy is a great location. Um, it, it's night and day difference between um, Fort Union Point and Fort Quincy. You know, Fort Union Point, we will be looked back. It's like we'll, we'll kind of chuckle, you know, mm-hmm. years from now and remember the gra- the gravel pit and um, <laughs> just the, the, the temporariness of it. You know, those stands, you know, I think have all been taken down. They were not there prior to. They were constructed for the purpose of having the free jacks there. So wow. Yeah, I mean, I, I know there's still lots of other sports that happen there. I think uh, lacrosse is big in the South Shore yep. and stuff like that too. But yes. Oh, uh, actually, I'll get it to it later. If I, hopefully, I'll remember to mention it. So um, before we really get into stuff, I did want to tell the listeners about Phil's Last Ride, which is something you're doing to raise money for Massachusetts Youth Rugby Organization Incorporated. Uh, so can you tell us about that and maybe give us an update on how that's going? Yes. Um, so the, the idea actually came to me when I was jogging. Uh, I have some of my best ideas when I'm under physical exertion, I, I find. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what happened was, is um, I was just thinking, you know, I want to do something with my hair. It's kind of going pretty quick here. It's really thinning out. It started thinning actually in college. Oh, wow. So that was that was quite a while back for me at this point. So I, I've never had a mullet before. Um, as a Southerner, I feel like I, it's my birthright to have a mullet. So just before <laughs> I, you know, it's all gone, I wanted to do something. And I was like, how can I incorporate this and have it like a fun charity thing? So I immediately thought of the Massachusetts Youth, uh, excuse me, youth Rugby Organization and the good things that they do over there for youth rugby mm. and expanding it and growing the game. So I just decided, you know, I'll, put, I'll, th- I'll throw that out there and I'll do some benchmarks as we raise money throughout the season for their organization. So I've, I've, grown, out, I've grown out the mullet, uh, the Carolina waterfall. Um, <laughs> and at $500, we were able to bleach it blonde. So I look like Hulk Hogan right now. <laughs> and on the sides, we've done blue and uh, also red. So that looks pretty good. I look like um, I look like I can get you a really good deal on an exotic reptile. You know what I mean? <laughs> there is a certain amount of that in it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, yeah. But the ultimate goal is two thousand um, dollars. We've kind of gone from a thousand to five thousand and we're settling on two thousand. And the reason for that is, is we've heard from one of the rangers out there 
one of the Jack Stranger Show listeners who has said that if we get to $2,000 before the end of the season, uh-huh. they will throw in $3,000 themselves to go to Massachusetts Youth Rugby Organization. Wow. Um, and the, the benchmark of 5000 is that Kyle the Eagle Sequera will shave off his mullet with me along with the, uh, the highest donor will be shaving our heads at the end of the season. So wow. um, we're getting close to a thousand. I think we're $50 short of that at this point. So I'm not too concerned. So if people want to check that out, go to gofundme.com and search for Phil's last ride. All of the funds other than, you know, the fees that the, uh, the website charges mm. go directly to Massachusetts youth rugby organization. Well, considering my, my fondness for Kyle, I kind of hope you get to 4,999. Yeah, for sure. There could be a Samson thing going on that we don't know about yet. Yeah. What happened was, is originally he had agreed to $1,000, but maybe he didn't hear me all the way through because we were, I talked to him about this at the theme party, uh, uh, the theme announcement for the Free Jacks for their bank heist theme. And maybe he didn't hear me too clearly. <laughs> so the next time I saw him, he made sure to say, well, you know, let's try to do 5,000. So I think that's more reasonable. He is known for his hair, but there's one thing that I pointed out to him. I was like, listen, man, my hair's not going to grow back, but yours will. He's quite a bit younger than I am. So that's true. He has an off season coming. Yes. Yes, sir. <laughs> so, well, Phil, I know I won't be able to resist talking a little free jacks and some, uh, some major league rugby, but before that, I was kind of hoping just to get to know you a little bit better. Is that all right with you? Yeah, man. Sure. Shoot, uh, shoot the questions at me. Okay. So what's your deal? I'm just kidding. <laughs> Don't worry. I actually do have slightly more specific questions for you than that one. That's pretty good. I like that though. So uh, for the listeners, I, I can tell you right off the bat that Phil currently resides up in New Hampshire, a state mm-hmm. whose slogan is live free and die anyway. Do I have that right? No, it's live free or die. You were close though. You were close. <laughs> well, New Hampshire is of course the granite state so-called because people tend to take it for granite. Is that right? Mm, no, it's for it's for the actual granite deposits in the ground and also for the stubbornness of its people, I think, is also uh, hmm. something that you might not hear or see in the history books, but it's true. Uh, f- fear not, by the way, that was the sum total of New Hampshire jokes I've got in my entire bag. So, <laughs> um, Pretty good. so Phil, people who listened to our very first podcast together may already know some of this, but you're not a New England, uh, a native New Englander. You're actually from South Carolina. Where in South Carolina is that? Uh, so I'm actually originally from North Carolina, born and raised right on the border of South Carolina. It's near Charlotte. Charlotte is right on the border of North and South Carolina. And I'm from a town west of that um, called Kings Mountain, North Carolina. So I went to the University of South Carolina, which is actually a lot closer than the University of oh, North Carolina from where uh, my hometown is. My hometown is known for the Battle of Kings Mountain. which took place in the American Revolution. It was the turning point for the Southern campaign. Without my ancestors that were involved in that battle, it's possible that we would be calling uh, Oreos chocolate cream biscuits. So, um, (laughs) yeah. um, I feel like the revolution also accomplished a couple other things. It did. It did. But uh, that's the most important because <laughs> that's obviously I mean, the biggest one. When you hear a, a British person calling Oreos that, uh, you fully understand why the revolution had to happen. You know, we, <laughs> yeah, exactly. we, we really needed to separate ourselves from those folks. We also needed our freedom to deep fry those suckers as well. Amen. Yes. Uh, a Snickers bar is really good. Back in oh, yeah. my pre vegan days, if you get a deep fried Snicker bar, woo, that's heaven. Yeah, yeah. Really there's, good. A, there's a place in Boston that basically is, is like, you bring it and we'll fry it for you. Mm, love that mentality. <laughs> so uh, so what brought you actually to New Hampshire in the first place? I don't think I've ever asked you about that. Was it a work thing or did you just decide you weren't shoveling enough snow? 
Yes, uh, the second part is for sure the correct. I mean, ultimately, <laughs> I prefer cold weather over warm weather. I was so tired of the humidity in the South. I mean, in the in the Carolinas where I'm from, um, you know, it, from I would say let's say March until October, it's just like ninety percent humidity pretty much every mm. single day. Um, so I was just really tired of that. I wanted to go someplace that I'd never been before. It really came down to New Hampshire or Alaska. Wow. And I just figured Alaska is just too far away from everything. Mm. You know, um, New Hampshire is just a two-hour car, I mean, plane ride to get back to North Carolina. So it's really convenient. Uh, I was really interested in politics as well. So we have the first in the nation uh, primary there in New Hampshire. Mm -hmm. Um, And I just really appreciated the independence type of uh, mentality that, that New Hampshire has. It's very much um, a liberty-friendly type of place. It really is, yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. Alaska. No no, no MLR franchise there yet. <laughs> nope. <laughs> nope. I wonder Not what at you, all. In that life, what, your, what would your podcast have ended up being, I wonder? Oh, gosh. Um, the Kodiak Bear Show? <laughs> yeah, the Kodiak Bear Show. Exactly. I'd be, I'd be one of that, uh, that grizzly man guy. <laughs> the eventually gets eaten yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah it does seem like if you make a living working with bears you already know how you're gonna die yeah just a matter of time uh, so if you don't mind me asking what do you do for work anyway it seems like you uh post things on twitter yes that's that is my primary function no um ultimately what i do it i got involved in this a while back but I work for a company called Maximus doing subcontracting work for them. Uh, Maximus is a huge company that primarily deals with government contracting all over the world. Oh, wow. So yeah, I'm a, I'm a government contractor. I think is the best way to put it. Yeah. Are you able to and, do that remotely or are you always on the road? Yes, or? No, I am always uh, remote at this point. Since the pandemic started, we used to have an office in Manchester. And after that, um, I've been remote the entire time oh, since wow. then. Yep. That, that kind of works out well for the pod and people like me who love listening to it. Yes, sir. Yep. So, I mean, I'm in my studio right now where the pod gets created directly behind me is all of my work stuff. Uh, my work computer is behind me. Oh, so, okay. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. so how did you get involved with that in the first place? So it seems like, I don't know. I didn't even know how you would get into that industry. Um, well, my major at the University of South Carolina was political science. Okay. So being involved in government and stuff like that was kind of like not a huge stepping stone. Um, I really wanted to, I don't know, I I think when I studied uh, political science at the University of South Carolina, I kind of got burnt out with the whole process. I knew that I didn't want to be a guy that works for campaigns. Mm. Those people, I mean, that that is a truly young man's game. Like when you're getting into your early 30s, you're already too old for that job. The Um, hours. Yes, the hours and just the stress and all of that stuff. My, My family actually owns a funeral home in North Carolina. That is uh, the family business in my hometown of Kings Mountain. And that's also an extremely stressful mm. job. Um, so, yeah, I just wanted to you know, kind of blaze my own path, essentially. And I, but I got tired of politics. So I knew that I wasn't going to be directly involved okay. in working on political campaigns or anything like that for the rest of my life. I knew that that was not the course for me. Well, it sounds like what you've found is, is really pretty interesting. I bet you no two days are probably very similar for you. Is that right? Yeah, I mean, I think that's fair to say, you know, we, I really enjoy what I'm doing now because, I, you know, I can I can do it from anywhere, but I don't, I don't it's not a lot of stress. I don't have to, you know, once I log off, I'm, I'm all set. I don't have to bring mm. it, you know, literally, home. I mean, I'm, I'm working here from home, but I don't have to think uh, beyond just doing the work and I'm done with it at that point. Well, it's know? hard. To, it's hard to beat your commute right now. Uh, exactly. Yeah. I just uh, scroll my chair on over. <laughs> so uh, I do want to ask what are some of the biggest differences between life in South Carolina or North Carolina for that matter and life in New England? Um, 
obviously it's a bit colder, you know, the, the people are not as friendly, but I'm kind of okay with that. I'm more of an introvert myself. Um, I, I kind of like the whole reserved aspect of New England. Mm. Um, I, I, other it's, a, than that, it's a weird thing. We're sort of put off by people who are friendly. <laughs> yes. It's that's, there's like this, gr- like uh, the stereotype of a grumpy curmudgeon type of New England person. Yeah. I think Jerry Remy, who just recently passed away, Red Sox legend was a great example of that, but that is absolutely true. Um, it's very different in that aspect. People drive a lot faster around here, especially in Massachusetts, <laughs> very aggressive driving. Yes. That's something I really had to get used to. I, I'm, uh, I guess I'm passive. I think all of Southerners are, are pretty much passive drivers um, compared to up here. That was, that was definitely uh different for sure i had to get well, used to that my in-laws live in texas and mm-hmm. my father-in-law got pulled over for being too aggressive because he honked at somebody in a parking lot somebody who wasn't <laughs> moving the cop actually was like hey hey, hey no need for that <laughs> yeah like, don't do that wow <laughs> <laughs> um oh it's it's funny too you mentioned jerry remy jerry, jerry remy was the first person whose autograph i ever got no kidding. Yeah, the uh, I was at, at some sort of summer camp, and to this day, I have no idea why he was there. But the day I was leaving, he was there, and my mom said, "That's Jerry Remy. Go get his autograph." And I was like, "Oh, okay." And I said, "Oh, hi, Mr. Remy. Can I have your autograph?" And he said, "Sure." And he gave it to me, and then I walked back. How to nice. the table, Walked back to the table and was like, "Well, now what? What the hell do I do with this thing?" <laughs> mom said, "Oh, well, you can get a scrapbook and keep it." I'm like, with what? With what else? What? what right, right. Run into somebody at lunch. <laughs> I'll tell you what. It might be worth a little bit of money if you still have it. Yeah, right. Day, you know, yeah. yeah. He just recently passed away. I do wish I still had it. Yeah. Uh, I'm gathering lots of new ones, though, at our Free Jacks games, that's for sure. Good, good. <laughs> so I did want to hear once again about the beginning of your particular rugby journey. Uh, we did cover this a long time ago on the pod here, but I thought it was such a cool story, such a unique story. I was hoping you'd share it with my newer listeners um, because it's not a traditional path into rugby. That's true. That's true. <laughs> so, you know, being from uh, 30 miles west of Charlotte, North Carolina, um, Back in, I want to say, 02-ish, before I graduated high school, I just happened to stumble upon, you know, rugby on the internet. And I started looking at the the, the laws of the game and, like, you know, the specific positions and, and what those people did. And I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. So from there, I uh, bought a ball on eBay. And, you know, in the South, it's very much American football crazed. So high school football was a big deal and still is a big deal in my hometown. And I was like, I want to do something different than that. So I bought this rugby ball and I I told people about it. I was like, we should play rugby. Um, And all of my buddies and, you know, their friends, we all kind of like spread the word. And eventually we developed um, um, like an intramural team where we played each other. We had about 30 people at one point and we didn't understand the rules and we didn't really know the rules. But oddly (laughs) enough, we did have two imports from New Zealand in my small hometown. Really? Basically like our referees slash coaches is kind of basically teaching us the game. They didn't necessarily play with us. I don't remember them playing at all, but they would like they would, you know, watch us play and like have whistles and like blow the plays dead if we violated the rules or the laws wow. rather yep and kind of teach us the carolina that, the, the carolina kiwis i love it yeah yeah perfect yeah one of them had dreadlocks which is really uh you know i, I think about that i was like oh that's interesting yeah wow but, yep um from there that kind of fizzled out after about let's say six months or so 
And here's me as a 17 year old kid, not yet uh, out of high school. I went uh, and joined up with the Charlotte men's rugby club, uh, the old originals at 17. And they were all, you know, post college, some of mm-hmm. them like early mid thirties, like they see this kid showing up and this is early again, early two thousands guys. This is before the South really knew about rugby. You, you learned about rugby at college. Mm. It wasn't before that. There was really no, you know, high school teams around at that point. So they were like, what, who the hell is this kid at 17 years old showing up saying that they learned about rugby from the internet wanting to play with us, you know? So I mean, if I know rugby people, they were probably like, great. Yeah, yeah. At first they were like, what the hell? And they're like, yeah, sure. We'll, 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 uh, we'll teach them the game. And that's exactly what happened. So before I graduated um, high school, I learned how to play rugby with those guys. Wow. Yep. So w- did you quickly realize from them that how, how wrong you had it when, with just you and your buddies? <laughs> yes, yeah, absolutely, <laughs> for sure. It's possible, uh, we were talking about this, Bill Baker and I, who's, uh, who sits close to me, um, the owner and operator of the Eagles Overseas podcast at oh. Eagle Eyed. Yeah, yeah. Um, he played at Atlanta when I played at Charlotte. So it's very possible that we played against each other. How weird is that? Wow. Yep. <laughs> the world is tiny. Yeah, it sure is, man. It sure is. So I was also wondering, you know, could you tell us about the actual podcast itself? You know, how did you originally decide to start it? When was that? Can you tell us just a little bit about the history of the Jacks Rangers? Yeah, man, it really goes all the way back to, I think Kevin Smith is is a guy that a lot of us podcasters owe a lot to. He's a guy, if you don't are not familiar, he directed Clerks, uh, the movie, yep. and then from there has just, you know, spawned this whole, you know, universe that people are just, that love, but he's also the godfather or one of the godfathers of podcasting. Yeah, yeah. He jumped onto it really Silent early Bob. on. Yeah, Silent Bob, exactly. And I would listen to his podcast and he would always talk about start a podcast like with your friends talk about whatever because there's no there's no gatekeepers mm-hmm. of podcasting you can talk about whatever you want to and i was like oh okay yeah this was like eight nine years ago that i heard this but i was like what the hell do i have to talk about i've always had this passion for rugby obviously when i learned about it when i was 17 i've been an evangelist from then on out mm. but i was like you know we don't have a team this was way back then we don't have a team up here there's no professional rugby in america right. it's just so it's too early then fast forward to you know we get mlr um, a very close friend of mine at this point by the name of Chris Phillips does a show that he is full-time. He doesn't, he doesn't do anything other than the show about Carolina athletics. I went to the university of South Carolina. Oh, yeah. So uh, we have very, very passionate and loyal fans for the university of South Carolina. So his full-time job is doing a daily podcast and a daily wow. show, a live show called the, um, the, um, the daily crow. And I would call in on that show, not talking about South Carolina sports that often I would talk about rugby and then people are like, what the hell is this guy talking about? Talking about rugby, you know, like he should have his own rugby show. And then it like clicked. So obviously when um, the Boston I never, franchise, I never knew this. this is great. Yeah. When the Boston franchise was announced that we were getting a team with MLR, I was like, I have to be involved in this in some way. I just figured it would just be, I would be, you know, um, a season ticket holder and that would be it. But I noticed that there was no specific uh, fan mm. podcast for the Free Jacks. Now, the Free Jacks have their own podcast that they do. Um, the one that seems to be the most active is uh, Mags's CEO podcast. It's great. Yeah, it is very good. I highly recommend it. It's called uh, Full Contact CEO for the people yeah. that haven't checked it out. A lot of great, fascinating <laughs> As guests. As if Max doesn't there. have enough talents, right? He's also a right. smash, smashing interviewer figures. I, he's got like three kids too. And he's the yeah. CEO. Where, where does he find this time? I don't quite understand. But anyway, um, I was like, there's a great opportunity. And we're approaching 
uh, let's see here. Next Wednesday will be the one year anniversary of this little oh. show, the Jack's Rangers show. Congratulations. Yep. Thank you, man. Um, so we got involved, you know, maybe like mid season last year. I mm. reached out to Dave because he was making some independent videos, basically explaining certain plays oh. and stuff like that about the free Jacks. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, I want to have somebody else that's more of an analytical, um, strategic mind other than myself that's been a coach uh, because uh, Dave was the coach of Charles River Rugby in, in near Boston oh, for quite a while. Yep, he was a player and, and also a coach there. They are an ancient and storied organization. Yes, they yes they are. Yeah, been around forever. They were the original like Boston Irish team before the Irish Wolfhounds even existed. I didn't know that yep. until Dave told me that. That's pretty wild. But anyway, um, I got him involved and I was like, I want to do this. And, you know, you know, you're on the right path when you can't stop thinking about something like I the first night that I conceived this, I wrote down Jack's Rangers on a post-it note. And that night I couldn't go to sleep. I was up until like three o'clock in the morning writing ideas down just wow. frantically, just like I, I got to make this happen. So I bought the, I got the LLC in New Hampshire that night. Like in the middle of the night, I, I got the LLC for the business. Wow. So uh, you, you've mentioned earlier that you're, a, you know, a political junkie in some ways. And of course, this reminds me very much of The West Wing. I don't know if you ever cared about that show, but uh, th th this sounds like the Leo McGarry writing Bartlett for America on the napkin moment for you. <laughs> Yeah, I'll tell you what, man, um, I've got a love-hate relationship with politics. Um, at this point, it's more of a hate. But yeah. I, <laughs> yeah, we, yeah. Can stick to, we can stick to rugby, believe me. Appreciate it. <laughs> um, so you already mentioned, Dave, I, I mentioned here that um, you have sort of a rotation of co-hosts. Um, can you talk about the, the other people that you regularly are having on the show? How did you first meet them? How did that yeah. collaboration come about? Because it's a, it's a really good uh, mix. You guys play off each other very well. You sort of complement each other's abilities and stuff. Yep. And, you're, and you're kind of good at wrangling everything together. So it's, it's been a great combo. <laughs> I appreciate that. Um, so Dave, you know, like I said, it comes with experience of being a head coach um, at the club level in Boston and also just, you know, has a great, just a brilliant mind for rugby. Um, we got him on very early on. Um, and also we've got Chris Lind, who actually lives in Manchester as well, which is the, the town that I live in in New Hampshire. Uh, Chris is also a youth uh, rugby coach and played at Plymouth State. He's a national championship oh, uh, really? player. Yes, wow. he sure is. Yep. So those are the main other people other than myself. We call ourselves the outriders, all three of us. So we will occasionally, you know, all of us be on one podcast or we'll have Dave on doing the segments. And then Chris does um, what we call Bozo Six uh, yeah, yeah. Rapid Reactions and Picks. He's and been by on the way, fire. Un unbelievable. I mean, he is a real <laughs> savant with these picks. Let me tell you, uh, he's like 19 and three, uh, four yes yeah. combined so i mean that's really good you're not going to get anything like that in, in I, I feel sure if i start placing bets based on it now it'll spoil the whole thing he'll just tank yeah unfortunately yeah but um I, I would love to be able to just go on to DraftKings because it's legal in new hampshire to play sports bet but unfortunately mlr is not on there otherwise i'd be oh. cashing in big time on these picks yeah wow it's funny Bucks. i'm not I, I swear to God, I've ne I'd never thought I would hear myself say this, but I'm almost rugby talked out from the last couple of days. We've been sort of trapped at home instead of being able to go to Texas as we had planned. And oh, that's right. Yep. So I've just been piling the interviews on. And uh, uh, so I, I don't even remember who I was telling, but like the, the sports betting thing, I'm not against it. You know, I'm not like, oh, you shouldn't do that. I, I don't have any mm -hmm. moral objection. I just feel like I'm going to lose my shirt if I start doing that. So, I, of course, I, I hadn't even checked if the MLR was on there. I just kind of assumed. 
Yeah, unfortunately, it's not on there. I've checked a couple times. There are other leagues on the um, DraftKings sports betting app that I use. What I do normally, I'll throw $5 at Team Futures. So, like, all of my teams that I like, like the Celtics, um, the Bruins, Carolina Panthers, all those teams, Patriots, all of them, I will take $5, and then I will put it on them to win their championship. Mm. Of course, obviously doesn't happen all the time, but the odds sometimes are pretty good. So, uh, yeah, yeah. The women's basketball team from my university, University of South Carolina, won the national championship this year. So I Did put a five dollar bet earlier this year on it, and I won like fifteen bucks. Wait, you went to UConn? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> that is our biggest rival right now, amazingly enough. So yeah, yeah I did, South Carolina is doing really well. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. I didn't know that. Yep. Um, what's bigger in, at uh, you know for the Gamecocks? Is it? It's got to be football, right? That's oh yeah, football, and, and then everything else is a distant second. But our uh, college baseball team has a very storied, traditional powerhouse history uh, for the longest time. Like the, the expectations in college baseball are extremely high for the University of South Carolina. Interesting. Like if if you come in there as a coach and you don't win, pfft, see you later, pal. Oh wow. Yeah. Yep. Okay. We won the back-to-back national championships in ten and eleven. Uh, which is very rare for collegiate baseball. Yep. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Any, I feel like it doesn't matter the league winning two back-to-back championships. It's not going to be the same people. You've just won. Like it's so hard to repeat. And by the way, that third year, they went to the finals and lost in the, in the finals. Yep. Oh, an incredible run. It's, it's like the, uh, the good version of the Buffalo bills. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) So obviously your pod has come a long way since yeah. then. You, you've even gotten yourself a sponsor now. Can you tell us about that and you know how that came about? Yeah. Um, so from the very early onset, I wanted a sponsor on the show, just like, I don't know, validate it or something like that. Like, so forever I would, I would, you know, send emails or reach out to folks, uh, you know, and we were toned down, turned down or just ignored. But, um, you know, eventually we got into a situation where uh, we reached out to Storm Along. We have connections there with certain people and they, they were sponsoring the Free Jacks. Um, so I was just like, okay, let's see if this will work. And it, it did, uh, you know, amazingly enough. And I, I just feel so, so grateful to them to, to sponsor the podcast. Um, it, it, it's one of those things that I, I, I had a, as a goal very early on mm. and to see that it has been accomplished is just a testament to how awesome our, you know, Rangers are out there, the people that listen to the show and the Free Jacks fans in general. I mean, it wouldn't happen without the, the people that are very interested in what we do. Mm. Yeah. Well, they say, you know, do what you love and you'll never work a day in your life. And it seems right. like you found that, eh? Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> so like me, you've been very lucky to get some incredible guests on your show. Can you talk a little bit about that? You know, maybe give us some highlights. I don't want you to pick, this is my best guest because, uh, right. you know, I wouldn't go near that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, yeah. But, you know, some, some of the highlights, some of the incredible people you've managed to talk to. I got to tell you, man, like when we first started this thing, we reached out to the Free Jacks, the club and said, hey, you know, I want to do this. Um, how you guys feel about a loose affiliation, basically. But when I said that, I was meaning like, I'm going to ask these people, the players and staff to come onto the show. Do I have your blessing to do that? Mm. And immediately they reached out and said, yes, we're so happy that you're doing this, Phil. Yep. You know, have the best time. We, we wish you the best of luck. And and, and since then, we've had That's on- the kind of organization we got here. It's really nice. And by the way, not every single MLR team is like that. You know, mm. uh, people have had bad experiences with their organizations. I'm not going to go into too much detail, sure. but I've heard first can, uh, hand accounts of certain things. And it, it's really like 
it's almost like, you know, getting into politics for a moment, just a second, like every state is like its own experiment in constitutional um, republics, right? Um, so in a, in a sense, every MLR team within a certain, you know, aspect is their own experiment in trying to be successful within right, this right. league. And That's not every single, not every single one is going to be successful or and all that sort of stuff. So we should be very, very thankful for the Free Action Organization just knocking it out of the park in so many different aspects. And this was one of them where they said, yes, absolutely. Anything we can do to help you out, let us know. So I was able to get access to Mags very early on. I feel like yep. he was on less than 10 episodes in. Um, the voice of the Free Jacks, Dallin Stanford, was amazing coming on very what early on. Yes. Um, we had Ryan Martin, the head coach, the previous head coach. Yep. When he was leaving, he came on. Um, and, and by the way, like the head coaches now, um, uh, Scott Matthew and Mike Rogers, the assistant head coach, embraced us as soon as they got through the door and said anytime you need us to come on we are there they even said i mean we don't live close to quincy all of the guys but they were like anytime you want to come to the headquarters just come on over and i was like okay thanks (laughs) i I told you we had a day off and we were like well we have nothing to do i have a vague idea where the free jacks you know practice and where the facility is we used to live in quincy like uh, i used to work across the street from where that is right now at quincy college Mm -hmm. And uh, so we just showed up and uh, sure enough, the guy who opened the door to let us in was Slade McDowell. Very cool. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that's that's wild. Probably one of the best players in MLR right now, but certainly the best acquisition oh, yes. for the uh, for the Free Jacks. Um, he's he's quite the guy. But well, yeah, I did I did one smart move that day, too, which is because um, recently, as I've shared with you, Dallin Stanford very kindly corrected me about my constant hammering of uh, what I thought was a mispronunciation of Bodine Waka's name, which was not. And of course, yeah. he knew and I didn't. Um, but that was that day I got to meet BW himself there in the, in the facility and it was mostly nerves, but I'm looking back. I'm very glad I said, very nice to meet you, Mr. Waka. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I tell you what, you know, we've, we've interacted with him a little bit. We've, we've seen him in his element, uh, with, the, with the players cause you know, we get, we do have this like special access that the club has granted us, which is awesome. And he's so soft-spoken. Like when yeah. you hear him speak, you have to really, you know, listen in very carefully because he is so soft-spoken and stuff like that. It's, it's really wild. He's, he's very different than the player on the field that just, you know, is just, exuding confidence and, and yeah. you know, you, know you, you would think that he would be just like a loud boisterous type of personality but he's not at all which is kind of cool I, I mean i'm guessing that's why he's our sort of captain in actions but not our captain vocal absolutely yep yep for sure well there was a, just before this season i had been asking tk and some other people you know can you put me in touch with this player can you put me in touch with that player mm-hmm. and i did get to reach out to to bw by the way he he signed my flag last week and wrote bw as i speculatively <laughs> called him on my pod and i was like yes nice. okay i got <laughs> yeah. it uh but that was just around the time that sean wanui passed away there in new zealand and that was a really really big deal for yes. not not just bodine but lots of players and uh he basically said i'm not in a place to want to talk about anything right now and I, i've just left him since then yeah yeah like that, of that's course totally no, absolutely so uh i do want to know because your podcast is doing so great as we've already said it, it's been growing by leaps and bounds this whole time what has been your biggest challenge with regard to your own show you know and it, it could be a glitch it could be a technical aspect of actually creating the show or it could be something more personal so what do you think has been the hardest thing for you to overcome doing what you're doing gosh um 
I'll tell you, I'm looking at it right now. The green screen is the bane of my existence. <laughs> I hate this damn thing. I bought it for like 40 bucks on Amazon. And I got to tell you, it's so flimsy. It drives me nuts. It's not big enough for the camera that I use. So there's constantly, you see the background and stuff like that. I mean, honestly, it is, it, it, truthfully, it is the worst part of doing my <laughs> podcast. <laughs> That's awesome. Now, of course, there's a lot of time that goes in. And, and David, you know this. I mean, there's a lot of time that is required for what we do. Yeah. Um, thankfully, I don't have a lot going on. I don't have kids. Um, you know, I've got a job. But other than that, I mean, my this it, the podcast is my hobby, right? Like yep. uh, rugby is very important to me. So it is a huge part of my life already to begin with. But now I have this hop. Well, it's more than a hobby at this point yeah. because I've got the LLC and stuff like that. It's just... It is very much who I am. Yeah. Yeah. Did uh. So, what kind of benefits did getting the LLC do for you? I, I'm I'm just not very knowledgeable about that kind of thing. Like, uh, what's different you having that versus not having that? Um, I probably got it too early on, but I immediately wanted to get it for whatever reason. I don't think there's a lot of benefits other than we are a business. I. It's not just you know. I'm a so business it's, you're, it's a limited man. liability corporation. Is that right? As yes. opposed to yes, like a, a DBA, I think, uh, as opposed to doing business as. Yes. So it is an LLC, it's a limited liability corporation. I am the sole uh, proprietor of the uh, business. Um, but so I'm not, it's not a businessman. I am a business hyphen man. <laughs> That's how I see it. Yeah. I'm a business man. It, it sounds like we're starting to talk about Mitt Romney accidentally. <laughs> Uh, uh, well, obviously, if I'm going to ask you what the biggest challenge has been, the obvious flip, sort of that, flip side of that coin is what has been the best thing about it? Maybe something that was just a, a pleasant surprise, something that has, good that's happened that you just didn't even see coming. I mean, a lot of it has to do with, I don't know if I would be, I just feel like I would probably be a nameless guy in the crowd, but now I know the players know me and stuff like that. Is, is it, that's kind of interesting. Mm. Um, you know, the people that listen to it, that rely on it almost uh, on a weekly basis is pretty cool um, that we have this element to be able to get out a daily uh, or excuse me, a weekly information process for people to go through to, to know what's going on with the Jacks and stuff like that. The league is not in a place where it covers each team very specifically right. every single week with the changes that take place. But we can kind of do that to a certain extent yep. um, with what we do here. So it just it makes me feel good that we're growing the game to a certain extent and keeping people engaged. That's the best part of this is, um, mm. you know, if, if you want to be engaged with the Free Jacks, all you have to do is subscribe to the Jacks Rangers show and we will help you along in that process. Yep. Follow us on social media. You know, we're putting out weekly. Uh, daily graphics and stuff like that to make yep. people aware of what's going on with the organization and who the opponent is, what the key to the game is, who was the MVP for the most recent game, all of that sort of stuff. It all is inching towards a rugby powerhouse for the United States. Yeah. You you know, know? Uh, and I hope I'm not just sounds like, I hope it doesn't sound like I'm just blowing smoke here, but yeah. some, some of my favorite things about your show, you've, you've just mentioned consistency it's there pretty much the same time every week yep. you, you cover the same things and then like you say in between the actual episodes there's so much content you're putting out yep. um sort of clips from your show uh highlights from your mm -hmm. show predictions and stuff like that like yep. it's a feast as a as a free jacks fan it's really great to know it's there 
you know, the content is what it's all about. You want to have that content available for people to, to keep them engaged. Like I, I keep saying engagement, but it's so important to make sure that, that that is a part of the process. We have to make sure that these people that are coming on that are brand new, maybe they're not familiar with the show, mm. all of that sort of stuff. We have to keep it consistent and, and, and make it fun for people and yep. keep people engaged. It's so important. It's really, you know, we're getting to a point here where it looks like um, the next Rugby World Cup, not this one upcoming, but the next one is going to be in the United States of America. So we all have an obligation as, as rugby evangelists to make sure that we're, we're helping this thing along and we're, you know, we're pushing it forward inch by inch. I, I think I read that May 12th is going to be a big decision day for that, for that bidding war. Okay. Perfect. I know the president was able to pin a letter in support. Yeah. Uh, so was, that's it was, nice. It was one of the vaguest letters I've ever read. <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> he's, he's kind of a vague guy, but uh, yeah. God bless him. If, uh, if this thing happens, I wouldn't specifically send anyone to stand in his way. Yes. <laughs> what the letter kind of looked like to me, but hey. appreciate that. But he put, um, put his name on it. So, yeah. Um, I, I heard he's a big rugby fan. That's what I keep hearing. Did you, did you know about this? No, he actually is that. truly a rugby person. You know how like politicians be like, yeah, I love that thing. You like that thing? I love it too. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> Vote for me. But like, no, for real, he is apparently a big rugby guy. Interesting. It, it's, yeah. probably, it's probably a college thing. Mm, yeah, I wouldn't doubt it. So, you know, like we were just talking about, you always have things planned, things that you're scheming about, things on the horizon. Can you give us a preview of what's on the horizon for the Jacks Rangers show in the next few weeks? What's something you're really looking forward to? There's got to be something that you've sort of got on your calendar that you're like, oh, this is going to be good. The anniversary um, podcast is going to be pretty cool. I don't know exactly everything that we're going to do for that, but I definitely want to acknowledge, you know, the one year existence of the um, the podcast. But also prior to that coming up, we do have obviously the first the ex- the expeditionary forces of the first regiment are headed down to Hoboken, oh, yeah. New Jersey, uh, to raise all kind of hell. Yeah, it, we're super. So it's the, it, it's the three of you, and then so, some other people that I might not know yet, or. Uh, so Dave is not going to be able to make it, unfortunately. I don't think Chris is either. So it's just going to be me for, uh, holding down the reins as the podcast, the Free Jacks, uh, the Jacks Rangers Show uh, podcast. But in addition to myself, a lot of the people that are hardcores of uh, Free Jacks fans, we call ourselves the First Regiment. It is yep. a loosely organized fan base uh, group that we're all going to be heading down. So I know of at least... I'm going to say at least 30 people will be there in Hoboken once That's again awesome. uh, to make our presence known to the uh, the New Jersey fans. Are you going to bring your own beer this time, I hope? <laughs> That's actually a really good idea um, because it is a dry stadium. Believe it or not, ladies and gentlemen, in 2022, in rugby in the United States, there is a stadium, at least one, that is completely dry of alcohol, which yeah, and, is and it's not in, And it's not in Utah. It is true. Yeah. So I'm, I'm sure you can enjoy a great uh, adult beverage in Utah, but you cannot in Hoboken, New Jersey, ladies and gentlemen, it's unbelievable. You know what only somebody just reminded me of this too. Uh, the funniest thing about the two, the two teams whose name we both think is incredibly stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, God bless the guy for getting the teams and they're doing very well, obviously, but most of these major league rugby stadiums, you can't buy hard alcohol. You there's you're not going to be buying a Giltini or a, a Gilgroni mm-hmm. at any of these games. It's kind of a weird thing to have named your team after when you literally can never ever serve it to any of your fans. I don't know if that's true anymore. I feel like you can get um, because he's making his own prefabbed uh, cocktails. Oh, is that I right? I feel like they're available at the games. Yeah, really? look into this a little bit. I could have sworn that that is the case now. 
I know some, you know, like the Red Sox, that it was a big, big moment when they say they suddenly were able to serve incredibly weak, massively overpriced mixed drinks. <laughs> so I wouldn't be surprised if at the Coliseum they have something like that, I guess. I, I always I want to give props to the free jacks real quick in regards to adult beverages. You can get a storm along American hard cider for five dollars at a game. Yeah. If you try to do that at TD Garden, which they sell um, um, Storm Along American Hard Cider there, it's probably like 19 bucks or something like no that. No doubt. Oh, it's, yeah. Yeah. So the Free Jacks uh, appreciate affordable fun. And what's not to like about that? Yeah, the, the, the $5 concessions, unbelievable. It's like all you need is four and you've already paid for your ticket pretty much. Yeah. And, and you know, you, you bring up the, the names that are really stupid that uh, Gilchrist owns, but there's a couple of them that are, are not Gilchrist owned that are also stupid. Rugby New York, get a real fucking name. Um, <laughs> Rugby Atlanta, get a real name, please. And uh, Old Glory DC. That's not, it's, it's really bad. I, I, I recently kind of leaned well, into to be, this. To, like, to be fair, there's no, there, there ain't no new glory. <laughs> That's true. That's true. But can we stick with here? Here's a great name for a team, Utah Warriors. Utah is where you're representing. Warriors is your mascot. Can we not have that across the board in this league, please? <laughs> I mean, I understand you want to be cute and some, you know, uh, clubs around the world don't have that type of thing. Yeah. But yeah. Listen, sale sharks. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah. just, just go along. You know, all of the teams in the United States, other than soccer, of course, have this this thing. It's Charlotte Hornets, Carolina Panthers. Can we not get on board with that, please? I feel like it's exactly what you said, that it's a soccer thing, right? I think yeah. maybe some ownership is like, well, we're going to get more fans out of the soccer pool than the football pool or something, which I, I, I sincerely doubt. But they're overthinking it. They're being too cute. Just yeah. get a real damn name. <laughs> That's a great point too. The the DC Old Glory. I want their their mascot to be this incredibly nebulous, like hard, intangible thing floating around the field. Yes, it's really bad. Like, <laughs> it, or at least at the very least, move DC to the front, please. Yeah, yeah. DC Old Glory. <laughs> Is that too hard? Speaking of mascots, have you noticed Woody seems smaller this year? Uh, he seems a bit, um, what is the correct word for it? Unkept. Yes. If you, if you look at him, he's been through, a, you know, that first <laughs> game was, uh, was a blizzard slash rainstorm and he doesn't look like he's showered since no, then. So. I think they put him on the floor of the closet and forgot about him. <laughs> Can somebody like, you know, tie him up and, you know, put a, a scrub bush through his fur, please. <laughs> I see a great advertising opportunity for one of those mobile pet groomings. Yes, you know, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so. From getting to know you just a bit on my own, I have learned that you are a vegan. What mm. led you down that path in the first place? And, and, and now that now that I think about it, was that actually the real reason you left the Carolinas? I, I assume they have a hard cap on the number of vegans they allow at one time. That sounds about right. I mean, North and South Carolina, well, specifically North Carolina, is known for their barbecue and the pig, um, and the pig roasts. Yep, which is not a verb, by the way. Barbecuing is not a thing. It's a cookout, ladies and gentlemen. That's what you're attending. You're not attending a damn barbecue. Yeah, yeah. Barbecue um, is what you eat. It's weird that I have that that type of thing, but it's a true North Carolina thing. Even though I'm vegan, I'm just like get it right, people. Mm -hmm. um, so no, my relatives it, are in Texas. I, I'm with you. Yeah, for sure. Uh, they, they do great barbecue down there as well. Um, let's talk, you know, I mean, ultimately it comes down to, it's something that I, it was, it was, I've been a vegan only since I've been here. Oh. Um, it has been about six years oh, wow. and ultimately it came down to a girl that I was dating at the time was vegan. Um, and she led me to a documentary called earthlings. 
Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's narrated by Joaquin Phoenix, and it just goes over all of the human exploitation of animals, not just for food, but scientific, entertainment, all of this sort of stuff. It's, there's uh, also, uh, there's Game Changers, too, if you haven't seen that one. Yes, Another I'm familiar really with that one. one. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, yeah, and it was just very convincing, and I haven't looked back since. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, uh, just before we got married my, my wife and i went on what's called the the engine engine two diet or something like that which is like a vegan sort of macrobiotic thing and boy howdy it, it worked <laughs> on <laughs> yeah. the other hand i was like ah, we're getting married soon right <sighs> so one of the benefits was i was close to 300 pounds uh, prior oh, yeah. to being vegan and I, I went down to 250 and i maintained that for quite a while um if people look back at uh, episodes let's say from like december and a little bit earlier that i was getting very very chubby um oh. so i just corrected a couple things and i've lost i went for, i went from 275 recently down to um 239 wow and my goal weight is 220 so i've been dropping pounds like crazy i, I would like to play in my Alu- university of south carolina alumni rugby game oh wow uh, in the fall that's kind of my goal we'll see that's, what happens that's awesome yeah yeah weight has long been a struggle with me i mean mm. one of my proudest things possibly my two sort of best sort of moments of will were quitting smoking that was the hardest thing i've ever done yes. and i lost 100 pounds at one point too very good good for you man at least half of it's back but there it is <laughs> <laughs> i've been there uh, so Phil, this is all great stuff. I really appreciate you taking some extra time just, just to get to know you. Uh, I feel like my listeners will appreciate it. I know I do. It, um, you're a great guy. Now that we know each other in person, it, it's really nice to get you know, a look under the under the hood, I guess. <laughs> yeah, it's been great getting to know you, David. You're such a nice guy. I really appreciate your friendship because, you know, I, without rugby, I'm, I'm, I keep telling people that it's like, you're so full of shit, Phil. You're so, you're so talkative and stuff like that. I'm a really private person and I have mm. like a very, very small friend group and that sort of thing. But with rugby, you know, you, you've got all these people that come into your life and are, are true, awesome people. So I, I'm very grateful for you. Yeah. The, uh, well, thank you very much. That's very nice. You're the, welcome. One of the things I've learned about rugby people is they want to talk about rugby and they, yeah. they want to have a smile on their face when they're doing it too. Like it's, sure. it's, it's just an amazing community. People are always going on about rugby values and the sort of mm-hmm. how it's a different sport and it's superior in these ways. And you know what? They're right. Yeah. <laughs> With the Jack Stranger show, I mean, talking about rugby values, just real quick, like we kind of have to, with our show, because we want to be open and not gatekeep to American football fans or just any American sport that people in this country love, we don't want to be like, oh, it's rugby values or nothing. We want, we kind of want to have a blend of that. You know, we, we kind of go into like the rivalry aspect and yeah, like yeah. hating on New York and stuff like that. And that's kind of like, it's kind of like a gray area in rugby. It's like some people will shake their finger at that sort of stuff. And I, yeah. I just, I feel like we have to have some sort of blend. Otherwise, you know, there, there's so many great American um, sports rivalries and these teams do not like each other. And the fans do not like each other. Yeah. Like we have to lean into that a little bit while still keeping our rugby values. Yeah. I feel like uh, you in particular, and I've been trying as well, have done a pretty good walking uh, job, walking that tightrope uh, in regards mm-hmm. to the, you know, Hoboken RFC and so on. Yes. Yes. Like uh, I, I'm not an idiot. They're a great team and, <laughs> and they're going to be a big right. event for us and stuff. Uh, so, so that's why I would like to uh, talk a little trash and hope that it, rattles them a little bit it's absolutely. not going to but it feels good yeah absolutely <laughs> it does amen so it, it, speaking of which if you don't mind pivoting back to the mlr and the free jacks 
Um, we do have what I think is, as you've mentioned, probably the biggest game of the year on Sunday. And you're going to be down there, it sounds like. Uh, the boys will be hopping on the bus to Hoboken to face a New Jersey team that, like us, have had some extra time to prepare. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So on your latest episode, in your keys to the game this week, your take was survive and advance. Mm-hmm. Can you elaborate on that a little bit? I probably should have said win in advance, but survive in advance, I guess, is, is fair enough on my mindset about that. I feel like this is a winnable game for the Free Jacks, but I don't think it's going to be easy. I've talked no. to a couple of people throughout the you know uh, the week leading up to this during our bye week, and, and they're they're a little bit unfortunately overconfident in the Free Jacks. And I just have to say, you know, hit the brakes a little bit, guys. Yep. Don't expect a huge blowout win. Now, if it does happen, we're all celebrating, right? Sure. It's one of those things where we have to be a little bit more analytical and stuff like that and not be so emotional when we're making these picks and talking about these these teams and stuff like that we want to root for the free jacks we want them to win very big every single game but i just i want to i don't want people's expectations to be through the roof at this point because you know people look at the game again from uh new jersey over when they were in la and say well la just wiped the floor with them this this new jersey team has given up or whatever that's just not they're too good of a team yeah that roster got better in the offseason and uh by the way they're they're very well coached they're very well uh gm'd in the form of uh steve lewis who's just an amazing super rugby or just a rugby genius in general yeah um i feel like they they will put up a fight and why wouldn't they listen they they got embarrassed by la People are talking bad about them. They're saying that their form is dipped, that the, the team is just not that good. They, they're on the outside looking in on the playoff uh, picture right now. I understand that, they're, that um, they've got a game in hand over Toronto. But my point is this. They're in a corner, and they're going to fight back. I guarantee it. Don't expect a huge victory by the Free Jacks. I almost wish that L.A. had, had lost so yeah. that they wouldn't have that extra mm-hmm. anger and that extra edge plus the extra week yeah. of prep like – yeah, we're walking into some seriously sharp blades. Yeah, I mean, it comes down to they can play for pride, right? This is their biggest rival. I don't give a damn what anybody says. L.A. and New York is a rivalry, but it's nothing compared to Boston and New York or yeah. New England and New York. It is a huge deal where the proximity itself would add on the historical factor to it makes it a much bigger rivalry between east coast versus west coast definitely New York versus la the two big sports market all of that sort of stuff you throw that out the window when it comes to boston versus new york or new england versus new york well you said the key words new york and la the the you know the sports marketing capitals mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. that's what those actual rivalries yes. are it's, it's yes. who's got the bigger sponsors and stuff like that right. it's not it's not what's happening on the pitch Absolutely. And, you know, it comes down to pride for them. As I was saying, they cannot get beat by their biggest rival. I think it would be three games in a row and twice at home in a row. It's just, you know, from their perspective, it just cannot happen. Yeah. And uh, it's tough because we, they are really good. We faced them three times this year. Mm -hmm. We won away. We now have to go there and try to do it again. And then they get another shot at us at the very end of the season. Like, you know, I'm obviously a huge supporter and have a lot of confidence in us. But it just seems unrealistic to me to think that we're going to sweep them three in a row. Like, that's that's hard to do no matter who you are. It's been a great season so far. That would be an amazing accomplishment and something that we can look back on and say, we beat you three times in a row in one year. Um, I, I, I don't know how it's going to shake out. Ultimately, we don't have crystal balls, even though we like to talk about, uh, you know, predicting with crystal balls on the on our show, but the Jack's Ranger show. But crystal, um, crystal balls. I think she plays for the Premier Sevens, right? <laughs> 
It's a great song by Styx, by the way. Absolutely fantastic yeah. song, Chris Lebel. Um Wow. That's how you know you're on the Scrum of the Earth podcast. Boom. Styx reference. <laughs> <laughs> I love Styx, man. Great band back in the day. Uh, my mom actually is the one that turned me on to them. Obviously, really? I'm a little bit too young for, to, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I apologize because this is so off topic, but um, <laughs> is it Dennis DeYoung? Is that the name of their, their singer? Uh, D, D something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because... Yeah, so I worked at a place called North Shore Music Theater, uh, mm-hmm. you know, north of Boston, and we, you know, lots of plays and musicals and stuff. But also, we had bands come. I got to meet BB King, um, and then Dennis Young and the Music of Sticks was an act that came. And yeah. uh, by the way, his voice sounds exactly the same. Uh, one of his backup singers is his wife, who he met in high school. That's cool. But everyone else in the band is like nineteen, and uh, my job there was house manager. So I'm organizing this sort of the elderly volunteers who who are ushers and stuff like that and every time i'm doing my rounds and walking around like an old lady would be like so what is sticks what is sticks exactly and i'd be like well they're sort of a i don't know like a an early pop metal band kind of from the 70s and 80s and they'd be like huh and then yeah by the time i come back around and they've played come sail away or something every one of them is saying the same thing you know what i'm a sticks fan i love this it was great they're all over the place musically. I mean, you know, and by the way, Dennis DeYoung looks like a financial banker. He does not he look does. like a rock star at all, at all. Yeah, it's pretty wild. What so, the hell was I talking about? I can't even remember. Damn. That's uh, all right. I love sticks. I love the tangent that we just went on. That was, that was fantastic. <laughs> it's funny because I didn't actually script one this week. And sure enough, boom, <laughs> yep. sticks. I think boom. that qualifies for my Rush Absolutely. Yes Genesis kind of, you know, uh, balloon. Yep. Very nice. Uh, so the Free Jacks, we've only got one more road game this season after Sunday, which mm. I believe will be our first ever visit to the Arrows home field in Toronto. I'll be there. Oh, you're going to go? Yes, oh, sir. Awesome. Yep. Oh, now, you know, we want to do one big trip every single year, my girlfriend and I, and we chose Toronto uh, for Brilliant. this one. So yeah, very excited. Oh. Cannot wait. It's such a beautiful city too. And I've actually been looking at pictures of their stadium. It looks gorgeous. It looks like an awesome experience. I'm excited, man. I've never been to Toronto. I've been to Canada. I've been to Montreal. I've been to Ottawa. I've never been to Toronto. So super excited about that. We'll probably also go to Niagara Falls on one of the off days, you know, should be a good time. man. One of the coolest things I've ever done was I got to go in a helicopter ride over Niagara Falls. Oh, and the helicopter, the helicopter pilot, you know, it's one of these sort of see-through the, the whole thing type of wow. things. And I'm looking down and I said something about this is the most amazing thing I've ever seen. And the pilot said, you want to see it closer? And he goes, yeah. turn to the, the helicopter sideways. So I'm like, Thup-up! against the window and for a split second i was like oh he's murdering me that's weird. yeah yeah yeah. and then i was like wait 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 that would be a bad business model he's probably not actively murdering most of his guests so i'm i think i'm probably okay and then i got to just enjoy the view it was unbelievable when you ex- <laughs> just explained that story to me i was immediately thinking of jurassic park when they're coming down and and um uh the paleontologist is trying to put a, his seatbelt on he actually just ties it around his waist yeah <laughs> that was me that was hilarious me sure. <laughs> that was me without the credentials though fantastic so uh looking at the rest of the schedule i see that uh, i see that toronto game i see atlanta i see our third game against new jersey as being the toughest tasks do you foresee any sort of trap games as they like to say for us uh any matchup that you're worried we might take too lightly I'll tell you what, um, Dave mentioned on the Jacks Rangers show for this past episode, episode 37, that Utah is a trap game. Mm. And I tell you what, I think uh, top to bottom, our, our uh, roster is better than theirs, but 
they have one secret weapon that we do not have, and it's Mikey Teo. That guy can yeah. make something out of nothing in a yep. split second. Yep. Um, I feel good about our chances at home. Like, there's no reason why the Free Jacks cannot win every single game at home this year. The support is there for them. And you just can't lose your home games. I mean, obviously, other teams do this. I cannot believe it, David. They lose at home. I, uh, I uh, <laughs> Just think of uh, New Jersey. What but, a weird uh, feeling. Yeah, but um, I, I feel like we have the edge with our home supporters and also the travel that they have to make. God, this country is so vast, right? Yeah, Going yeah. from Utah to Boston um, over the span of a couple of days must be hell on your body. So I feel good about that one. I'm not going to say that was a trap game, but Dave had mentioned that being as a trap game. Um, so, I think we okay, it is sorry, possible that we run the table. Um, I don't. Hmm. I don't think it's impossible. I think it's improbable that that does take place, unfortunately. Yeah. I don't know where we slip up, though. That's the kind of thing I'm afraid to say out loud, but I'm, I'm right there with you. Yeah. So, James Dealey of MLR Stats, who recently just joined me, he, he mm-hmm. told me he believes DC are poised to show themselves to be a much stronger team than they've looked this year. And then they promptly went out and won, although just mm-hmm. by one point. Yes. Um, do they strike any kind of fear in your heart for later in the year? Zero. Zero point zero percent. Um, Could I'm, you be more definitive about that, please? <laughs> I am not worried about DC. In fact, DC, um, out of all the opponents that we have left, DC worries me the least. I will be sleeping on them all that week. Um, wow. Not, I will not be losing any sleep over DC. Now, of course, watch them beat us somehow, some way, some sort of a miracle on ice type of situation. I will um, come on here and immediately blame you. Appreciate that. Yeah. I, I listen, I I'm leaning into that. So please do. I, I think I should deserve all of the blame, but I don't think it's going to be, it, it's not DC. It's not DC for sure. So lately I've, I've been banging on a bit about how great our coaching and support staff have been this year. Mm-hmm. I really believe they've made a huge difference in terms of, of training and of, of game planning. Uh, the, the, they've created this new level of depth within our squad. Uh, the free Jacks are just so much better. Can you, do you agree? And can you speak a little bit about that? I mean, I think it was very something very on that TK looked at and said, we need more depth on this team, and, and he absolutely delivered. I don't know if it's just him scouting these players that he's brought in, but if it is just him, the man deserves a trophy and a pat on the back. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's done a fantastic job, and I hope that we get to keep him around for a lot longer. Me too. Um, I, I just Rugby don't contracts know. are short, the players and the staff. It's always I know it, man. two years here, two years there. I mean, he's put down some roots. I know, I know he has a, he's, he's married. Uh, I don't know if she's from around this area, but I mean, he went, he studied at Dartmouth for a while with an internship though. I just hope we can keep him as long as possible because Me too. I really think that he is the secret sauce to the success of mm. the on f- field uh, product. Now, Ryan Martin was fantastic. Yep. Now, the guys that have come in, you know, the, the key thing is that we've got two full-time coaches now, one being the head coach, Scott Matthew, the giant kill, killer from South Africa, and the other one, Mike Rogers, who's responsible for, like, the forward training and stuff like that. Um, they've just been amazing. And I, I, I don't – I really hope that we can keep them all together because last year, you know, Ryan Martin signed a multi-year contract with the yep. Free Jacks, but he got a call from a big club. It's like, I got to go guys. And you, of course, you completely understand it. It was, practically his, some... it was practically his dream job. I mean, yeah. I, I, it was disappointing, but I can't blame him. Ryan Martin is an extremely impressive guy. We had him on the show right before he left. And I'm just like, every time I talk to him, I'm like, this guy is going to be somebody. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he's going to be, maybe one day down the road, he'll be the all blacks head coach. And we'll be like, Could remember be? him? He was the Free Jacks head coach yeah, for yeah. the first full season. That was so awesome we'll be the yeah. all jacks 
Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, it's just exciting. This whole organization from top to bottom is fantastic. I, I've said it many times that the organization level is fantastic. We just had to meet that on the pitch, and I feel like we've done that this year. TK has a, has a lot of uh, – deserves a lot of credit for that. Yeah, and I, I think I deserve a ton of credit too for, uh, for, for explaining how Scott Matthews seems like the kind of coach we love in New England who designs the game plan based on the week, not yeah. the this is what we're doing all year long. Every every so week important. is different. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the the first game we went to at home this year together, uh, the, Dougie Fife spent more time doing jumping jacks trying to keep warm than he did handling the ball. Right. But that's okay because next week, guess what? He was completely involved. So, yeah. you know, it depends for on who sure. our opponent is, what the plan is. So in your latest episode, episode 37, you mentioned voting on a fan's choice player of the year, mm -hmm. which I think is an awesome idea. For anyone who hasn't tuned into episode 37 yet, can you tell us about that plan and how that's going to go? Yeah, I was approached by uh, the Scottish sensation himself, Colonel of the Expeditionary Forces of the 1st Regiment, Kenny. Um, and he was like, I, you know, it's, it's hard. His accent is very thick, ladies yes. and gentlemen, if you've never heard him. He's very Scottish. So, you know, I'm a couple um, storm alongsiders in at this point. So I really had to pay attention to what he was saying. <laughs> um, so, and, you know, from what I gathered, he was like, I want to do a, um, a fan voted uh, player of the year and, and provide the trophy. And I was like, that's fantastic. Love the idea. And basically my responsibility in this whole thing is to spread the word about it. Okay. So what we've, it Let looks help, like the police. Yeah. <laughs> what we'll do at the time of when it's going to take place. And we're thinking uh, the voting will begin in mid-March is we're going to release mid, like mid-May, uh, mid-March. Mid uh, yeah. Sorry. Mid-May. Sorry about that. Um, when that takes place, uh, we're going to release like a link to maybe a Google form or something like that where people yeah, yeah. can vote until the end of the season. And then once the votes are all tallied, we'll have a winner. And at the, the free Jacks last year, and I'm assuming they're going to continue to do this um, for the future years, they do a, uh, a player's award dinner and, and the trophy would be presented along with a single um malt scottish whiskey type thing that uh kenny himself is going to pick up from scotland and bring back to the united states of america yeah, yeah. to present to um one of the players and i also have a little secret uh, i'm not going to talk about it yet because i haven't received it i got a little, special... this a little bit on episode 37 yeah so what's going to happen is that trophy will have that player's name etched into it but it's going to remain at the free jacks headquarters so i wanted to along with the bottle of whiskey provide something that the player can keep themselves um you know forever so that's awesome. I can't wait. So, um, by the way, when I heard that segment on your show, it kind of just made me sit there. Like you've, you've talked about, like sometimes you're just sitting there thinking about this stuff. Mm -hmm. It made me think about all the great players that you and I have seen this year. Yeah. We've been incredibly lucky to get such a great squad. Again, it's a testament to our coaching and, and yeah. our scouting and everything else. Um, but I thought I might put you on the spot to help hand out some extra superlatives. Are you, are you game? I'm so game. So again, some of these things you've already discussed in your own show, but award number one is what I'm call uh, what I'm calling getting back on the horse. So this award should go to a player who did well for us last year, a free jack who's been here before, and is back and even better this year. Some mm -hmm. possibilities that occurred to me include, you know, Josh Larson, Eric Yager, Dougie Fife. Obviously, you're uh, absolutely free to pick anyone else. I think it goes to Mitch Wilson. Um, yeah. He's a guy that has played, you know, 
from time to time for this team. I feel like he was more of a starter last season. I could be wrong about this, but this year he's had more of a coming off the bench role, or if there's an injury or some sort of a situation, you can yeah. come in and, and be an impactful player. And boy, is he good. He but immediately he takes control. It's awesome. If you look at Mitch Wilson, you're like, this is not a rugby player. This guy plays soccer or something like that. Like yeah. he, he doesn't immediately strike you as a rugby player, but dude, he can absolutely lay people out. There is yeah. a photo that was circulated around that went viral on the rugby network of him just burying a player. I think again in a rugby ATL, uh, it's just, it's striking how good he is. Yeah, and, yeah. And, um, you know, he normally plays. Uh, he's, he's our version. little Antoine Dupont. He's, it's like, there's no way that Absolutely. guy's that strong. Oh, crap. Yes, yes. He'll put a hurting on you. And by the way, one of the nicest guys in the world, you know, you know, we we have this special ability to have access to these guys on the Jacks Rangers show. And, you know, I've talked about it before, but Dave and I went to the theme party of, of the players announcement of what the theme would be for the entire season. Oh. And, it, you know, we were just kind of awkwardly there and the guys walked in and immediately um, Mitch Wilson walked over and talked to us for like 10, 15 minutes. Like he was, wow. he was our best friend, yeah, yeah. just a amazing guy. And by the way, apparently, you know, I think, uh, was it TK or Willsey told me that he's one of the guys that like, if somebody's down, if they're having a bad day, maybe they're knocking the ball on and practice over and over again, he will put an arm around you and, and, and help them you know, wow. regain that confidence. He, he's just, I feel like he in the future, once his playing days are over, he is going to be a head coach somewhere in MLR. I just have that feeling. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can see that. Mm-hmm. So uh, Sean Yakubian, same thing when uh, yep. that day I've told you about when we just sort of showed up at, uh, unannounced, he was like the instant free Jacks ambassador. He was like, hello, my name is Sean. <laughs> I'm like, I know. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> fantastic. So the next award I'm calling to the rescue. This will be awarded to a, a new Free Jacks player who's had a big impact on our overall success this year. Mm-hmm. Slade McDowell comes to mind. Yep. Who, who are you going to select for this honor? Slade McDowell is my... It's uh, hard to pick anywhere else, right? It's hard to pick anybody else. I would say that Wayne Vanderbank has been fast, fantastic as well. If he had been here the whole season, you know, had some visa issues getting mm-hmm. into the country, I think he would be a contender for that. LaRue Milan is somebody that people really enjoy. I didn't know what to expect on that center position. Now, keep in mind, the center's were the biggest question mark coming into uh, this season because none of the starters returned, not a single one. So both of them gone. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that center position, I think uh, at the time of the roster being announced, the official roster, there were six guys that could play two positions. So, you know, basically TK was like, I'm going to grab this guy. I'm going to grab this guy. I'm gonna... So he didn't know who would be the starters or he just mm. had a great backup plan, like plan B's that like we could throw this guy in there or whatever. Wow. Um, but ultimately you know, Wayne Vanderbank and LaRue Milan have come into those positions and said, we'll take those shirts. Thank you very much. And yeah, have done yeah. a fantastic job this year. LaRue Milan makes stuff happen um, big time. Well, he's one of my suggestions for the next one. So the, yeah. the next award I, I'm calling Saddle Up. That's going to go to either a draft pick or simply one of the younger players on a roster who has made a real contribution. I then wrote down LaRue Milan, obviously not a draft pick, but I believe he's still only 23 years old. Incredible. Uh, he, he's an option. What are your thoughts on that one? Uh, just speaking about young players real quick. Well, you mentioned 23. Harry Barlow is 22 years old and okay. um, Harrison Boyle is like 21. 
So oh, wow. if these guys stay with us a long time, they're going to be absolutely amazing rugby players because their ceiling is nowhere in sight. They, wow. they got a lot of room to grow. But in terms of the Saddle Up Award, I'm giving that to uh, Zach Bastris. Third round oh, draft nice pick. One. Nice one. Came from a college that nobody's ever heard of, uh, Northern Colorado. He's the fastest guy on the team. Everybody says that. And, you know, he's had very, very amazing um, starts in this season. Yeah. You know, he's the only draft pick from last year that is still in this ro- roster. Um, Adam, um, uh, excuse me, Adam, Anthony Adamchak, I'm sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. second round pick gets injured, might not be playing rugby ever again. Uh, Kale Hodgson was not getting starts, he's been shipped off to um, uh, Dallas to you know apply his trade there. Houston, and yeah, he's, he's started, I feel like, every single game since he's been there. So Zach Bashers is the only draft pick left, the third-round draft pick. This guy has Tom Brady wow. written all over him. He's a he's a Patriots fan, so that's why I bring that into the equation oh, here. But he's so good, you know he's so either. fast, yeah. So I'm calling the next one, one if by land. And it's going to go to a player whose offensive skills have exceeded your own expectations heading into the season. Who has surprised skills. you on attack this year? Oh boy, jeez! It can be somebody whose defense is suspect. Who we're just looking for the attack. <laughs> you know, I, I'm going to say I, I picked Slade Wilson. Slade Wilson a couple uh, awards back, but I'm also going to give him this one as well because at the time of this recording, he is tied with Waka, I believe, with the most tries for the Free Jacks. I think so. Yeah, that sounds right to me. So yeah, I'm going to give it to the uh, the forward there, number seven. So naturally, two if by C is next. And that'll be given to a player on the other side of that coin who, whose defense has earned high enough praise in your book, maybe oh offered gosh. a little more than you expected. Uh, Joe Johnston has to be a candidate. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. He's the first guy that I think of playing number six this season. Joe Johnston might find himself in an Eagles jersey this year um, playing in June here in the International Oh, that's Test. right. He's got the qualification through he his sure mom, does. I think. Yep. That's right. Um, by the way, he was injured. He came off of, uh, I think, the NOLA game and, you know, I, we have heard that he had no business like playing the next game in terms of like, you know, um, pain threshold or whatever. The guy is absolutely tough as nails. Wow. He's just a ball of nails and sweat and aggression. He's exactly the type of guy that you want on this team. You know, last year when Waka got injured, um, or excuse me, uh, uh, Larson got injured. We all expected that Bodine Waka would be the guy that would step in because he's vice captain at that time. But then it, lo and behold, it went to Joe Johnson. I think he's just one of those guys that leads by example. And when he's out there on the pitch, man, you, you notice him. He's yeah. there. He's so pesky at the breakdown. He absolutely would put you on your ass with tackles. He is the perfect back rower. And now that we've got Slade Wilson right beside him at seven, you got to think that this Free Jacks team with Wien Comradi also at eight now, we have the best back row in the league and it's not even close. I don't oh, care I who you throw at us. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. So finally, what I'm calling the Let's Ride Award. Mm. This will be given, of course, to the player that's just been the biggest key to our overall success this year. And then as soon as I wrote that, I realized this is probably a little anticlimactic because I think we both probably immediately picture the same guy. We've already mentioned him a couple of times. Are you thinking about zagging here though? Is there anyone else you can pick? No, man. I, I think it has to go to him. He's just so quality, man. I, I feel like, gosh, I mean, I saw, there's, I saw there's a weird some... article that was like the problem with Bodine Waka is he's so good that he makes up for inadequacies in other areas. And if they didn't have him, they would fall apart. 
and i was like that that feels that feels like reaching to me uh yeah it feels like a, almost like a uh you know backwards what do they call that a compliment that's not very yeah a backhanded compliment yeah <laughs> backhanded compliment there you yeah, go he's so good that he's um, terrible for us right right i'll tell you what man this guy is just absolute money i I have to think, you know, we pre- I predicted him as being the overall MVP for the entire season. I picked mm. him as my midseason MVP on the Jacks Rangers show. He is super quality. I, I just, you know, he helps us be better. I love the tens that are attack minded. Mm. And that's exactly what Bodie Nwaka is. He can hurt you with his feet. He can hurt you with your, his passing. He can hurt you with his kicking, um, you know, in play or, and also, you know, for penalty kicks and conversion kicks. He's just the perfect player for MLR. Well, you're a super fan, so I can ask you these two what it, or, or, or but sort of questions. So yeah. one is, Bodine Walker's preferred position is 15, not 10. <laughs> right. Uh, does that give you any concern? No. And there, there's also this sort of Borg-like implant he's got on his knee right now. Um, it looks so heavy that I'm not sure I could walk around with it. Uh, are you worried about that injury? I said on, I don't know if it was episode 37 or 36 of the Jacks Rangers show that, you know, he is the only player that I concern myself with because there's a lot of depth on this team that if we happen to lose him because of injury, that things are not going to click the way that they would if he was, uh, if he was there. Um, So there is certainly a concern. And by the way, teams have recognized that he makes things happen. And I'm not saying that they're going after him to intently uh, specifically injure him and knock him out of the game. But we've seen some questionable hits on Waka, like no wraps with the arms and stuff like that. Uh, The uh, first game of the season, um, Robbie Coleman went after Waka, um, if you recall. And the the game that actually Dougie Fife got suspended in a very unjust (laughs) – way but uh anyway we'll never um know. yeah we'll never know but i think he is almost irreplaceable because if he gets injured or has to sit down for a period of time the way that we play and the attacking approach changes because he's not in the game and i don't think yep. there's a specific position in the entire roster that you can say that that would be the same four because john poland is extremely consistent and he's fantastic and we're so lucky to have him he's one of those people that fly under the radar because all of his passes are so crisp you don't notice him because he's so good yep that's a great way to put it but guess what like if he tears his acl knock on whether that doesn't happen we've got holden younger who has over 50 caps in mlr can step right into that position and you feel really good and you can name a bunch of different people in those positions on this Free Jacks roster because there's so much depth. But with Waka gone, I really wonder about that. Yeah. Well, you and I were there to see Holden Younger get his 50th cap. That was a beautiful yes. little moment. That was so great. Fantastic. His girlfriend awarded it to him. So how cool is that? Huh? Yeah, yeah. I wonder yeah. when she graduates. Anyway. <laughs> Hopefully not for another four years. Huh? <laughs> exactly. Please. Maybe fail a couple of courses. Do us right. a favor, will you? Yeah. <laughs> So for any of my listeners who haven't subscribed yet to Phil's show, I mean, the, the obvious question is, what on earth are you waiting for? Mm-hmm. I also encourage you all to support the Phil's Last Drive charity drive. Yes. And while you're poking around there, do yourself a favor, order some merch. It's great. There's a lot of it and it, it's really great stuff. Thank you. Yes, I appreciate that. I'm wearing one of the Jack Stranger Show trucker hats that um, I, I really enjoy. This stuff is high quality, guys. I, I wouldn't put uh, the Jack State Ranger Show logo on anything that I didn't actually like myself or wear yeah, myself. Yeah. So all the merch that I pretty much wear is, is Jack Ranger Show stuff. It's it's pretty cool wearing your own merch uh, yeah. to a certain extent. Yeah. 
and, and all credit to you, uh, it's infiltrating. I, every time I introduce myself to a fan there at Fort Quincy, there's likely going to be a sticker or a little yes. logo or a yeah. little, you know, some gloves or something. You know, I was, I was talking to my buddy, uh, Chris Phillips of the, the Spurs Up Show, who has an iconic brand in the Carolinas. And he saw my logo for the first time and said, dude, you don't even have to put, eventually you're not going to have to put the Jacks Rangers show below the logo. Mm. People are just going to recognize it because it's so unique, you know? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, Phil, as always, it has been so smashing to have you join us here in the Scrum of the Earth. Any last thoughts, anything we didn't cover that you were hoping to get to? Well, I just want to say my catchphrase of the season is if, feels good to be good and i yeah, feel like yeah. the free jacks are very good and, and you know let's uh for the free jacks fans that are out there eight and one is a fantastic start to the season it's We're better midway than through I both it. predicted i'm pretty sure yes absolutely you know i didn't predict them to be this good i knew they were going to be i didn't think they would be great and they are great and that's something to be celebrated but let's not take um take it for granted let's not be ho-hum about wins out there if you're a free jacks fan let's make sure that we're appreciating this stuff because you know, this could be, and I don't want to sound grim or, you know, ominous or put, put put any bad vibes out there, but just look at Utah last year. They were riding high. They were in the yeah. conference championship, and now they're a bunch, you know, they look like a bunch of losers. They've got their head coach fired, and I don't mean to say that in a bad way. They've just been through a lot of bad form. They've got really good players. It's yeah. just not clicking. So, you know, you could be a superstar one year in this league as a team. And the next year you're like, who, what, you know, yep. so let's make sure that we're, we have gratitude. Um, you know, let's enjoy the moment, I suppose, you know, let's enjoy the ride. Well, my friend, very much looking forward to seeing you in person again at the next Free Jacks Festival. Uh, mm-hmm. Do you have your jazz musician outfit all sort of lined oh up and ready to go? I don't even know what to do with that. Like, am I <laughs> supposed to just wear it look like the Blues Brothers? Well, that's blues. It's not jazz. Yeah. And ska is just not for me, man. Like, I like to listen to. I'm not one of those people that's like, this is just my genre and I don't listen to any other music. I listen to a lot of different music, but jazz is not in my playlist at all or ska. So I just don't know what to do with this. I might have to get some pointers from Mags, who uh, definitely uh, is the person who influenced this particular festival for sure he's a big ska guy i didn't know that but that, that yeah. somehow makes a lot of weird it makes sense. sense right it tracks for <laughs> sure yeah well phil my friend thank you once again i wish you a ton of continued success with your own show uh and i think we've learned how, uh, i think i've learned how we like to end these things so mm-hmm. three two one huzzah Woo! thank you my brother i appreciate you that was awesome Oh, you know, man, you know, man, you know, man.